in the hive. We bring you greetings today from here, the resurrected church. We bring you good tidings and knowing that God is still in charge. In spite of all of my shortcomings, God is still in charge. Amen. I could have been down yesterday. I could have been down this morning. And, but God seemed fit that he should encourage me to keep going. We may be down someday. In such a time as this is, it's glad I'm glad that I have a God that I can reach out to. There's an old saying and that is pronounced still today that he may not come when I want it. But I came to find out that God is on time. I had to come to the knowledge that God is on time. Because many of us might think that God came almost too late. But he saved me in the nick of time. No telling where I could have been. No, what, no telling what I may have become. If I would have repented. In turn, understand that repentance is a turn. We can say it all through, we can speak it all through our mouth, but if our body and minds don't turn, it's a turn in the mind first, because that's where everything, that's where the battleground at, is in the mind. Uh, but once we make up our mind, and, uh, and God begins to increase our knowledge of him, he will turn our mind. Amen. Praise God. We thank God for the day. Amen. Matthew 12 and 29, 11, Matthew 11 and 29, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. You have to learn of him to find this rest. Many people seeking for rest, and then with rest there's peace. Because if there's no peace, there's no rest. So many people are looking for this rest, but uh, we don't want to take the yoke on, of God upon us and learn of him. Learning of him will ease a lot of trouble today. He may not come when we want him, when I want him. But we got to come to that same knowledge that he is on time. I praise him for his mercies. I praise him for his grace. There's not one day that passes in which I wonder where would I be if I wouldn't have changed my ways. It, just, it, it's, it amazes me because I don't know. Where I would be, I know where I would have ended up after coming over him, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't have known what will I be if I'd have continued in my sins. And I'm glad to be here, glad to be alive. 
I'm glad to have the abundance of life. And I ain't talking about financially, but the abundance of life, financial wealth. I ain't talking about financial wealth. Uh, uh, but I'm, I'm talking about that abundance of uh, love, peace, motivation, knowledge, and all that other good stuff that come with knowing and learning of God. I'm trying to stay my stay my course because I don't want to end up in the lake of fire. If I'd have continued in that, I would have ended up there. We praise God today. We praise Him for His words. We pray. We praise Him for what He has spoken yesterday. And today, and whatever word that he speak tomorrow, we give him glory for that. And we praise him today. And, it, it, and if you will bear along with me, uh, I'd like to take you into the scriptures of, but down here in the resurrected church, we compel and we ask that people Read the word of God for themselves. Don't just take our word for it. Matter of fact, don't just take anybody's word for it. Read the word of God for yourself. But preacher, I might don't understand. Ask God because God is the only one that can give you understanding. They can break it down, but no matter how much you break something down, some people will not get it unless God do the uh, uh, increase in it. If God don't increase your knowledge, you will not understand. Or increase your understanding, you will not understand. God is doing all of the work. And while speaking on that, today's topic will be leaning on God. In my sins, if I was caught in my sins, I, I, I could have died in my sin. But God gave me a, a touch. And I am, I'm learning every day to lean on God. And I'm learning every day that not only should this flesh lean on God, but my mind and, and, and my heart and my soul need to lean on God and allow God to build up my faith. This is a faith thing. And when we're dealing with God, we're dealing with a faith thing. God has signs and wonders, miracles, but it's a faith thing. But I ain't him to just talk about faith, but I'm talking about leaning on God. And in the scriptures today, I'm going to try to compel and give you, but I'm going to give you what the Lord has given me. And uh, I'm going to deal with three aspects of life. Uh, and... And they will be in this order that when you're fighting, 
a giant leaning on God. When you don't been, things have been lost, but leaning on God recovered. And then I will close with when all things, when you've been falsely accused, uh, you've been accused, but not, sometimes not falsely, but the enemy fighting you, when you accuse, you lean on God. And I will close with that. But we're going to start in 1 Samuel, the 30th verse. In the, and we're going to talk a little bit about David. And what we're going to do, and as I tell you, David was selected king at an early age. He didn't, get, he didn't gain his king, actually sit on the throne until he became later in age. So David, a sheep keeper, became king. David, uh, and the Bible says that when he became king, he, the spirit of the Lord, was on, on was upon him that day and forth. Matter of fact, first, uh, it did First Samuel sixteen and eleven through thirteen said this says. Well, then Samuel took a horn, the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brethren. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. You cannot come out of sin without the Spirit of God. Many teach you have to have the Holy Ghost first. Many teach that. When you come in, they try to get you to tear and all that other good stuff. But I tell you, for you to even choose to come, the Spirit of God is working on you. And the Spirit was in David as a young age. In so much that uh, he played the harp and it soothed evil spirits out of King Saul. Now, as we continue on, David began to fight a giant at the same as a young age. And I'm not going to go to, into details with it too much, but David got him stones and a slingshot and and the Philistine came against the, the children of Israel daily. This is just a history of David before I get to my main scripture. But first, we got to fight the giant. Amen. Somebody, something that is a problem that is bigger than us. Sometimes these emotional states like uh, uh, depression and, and anxiety be bigger than us. But we have to come to the knowledge that God, and lean on God. For when he went to battle against this, this giant, he said these words. 
1 Samuel 17 and 45. Then, they, then said David to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword and with a spear, two weapons, and with a shield. But I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. When we end, when we depressed, in that giant is trying to overtake us. Amen. Praise God. We have to come and tell that demon we come and we stand in him. We leaning on God and we stand in him in the name of the Lord of hosts. The fight may go this way and that way, but you got to speak out and tell that devil. I stand and I come in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel. I'm leaning on God totally. We will win this battle. So David had killed and slew this giant, and David began and Saul began to get jealous of David, and David he uh, had to leave town. Two kings can't be ruling the same, can't be ruling the same uh, uh, country or whatever you want to call it. David uh, escaped Saul. Saul continually tried to kill David, but David spared Saul's life. And David began to leave home because he was tired. And he, 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 he said that uh, I'm but a step away from death if I don't get out of him. I'm getting to my story in just a minute. And so David moved away and, 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 and had allegiance with the Philistines. And with that, he had this allegiance with the Philistines, and then the Philistines, lords and judges or whatever, got mad and, and, and saying that this Jew shouldn't be here, this Hebrew shouldn't be here with us because we're attacking the other Hebrews. He might, they might double team us, so he sent home. And this is where we pick up our story. First Samuel. Chapter 30. And then we talked about David, the anointed king, and the Spirit of God was with him from, a, from his youth. A man of war. A man, a spirit, the Spirit of the Lord was with him. In verse, in chapter 30 of 1 Samuel, verse 1, And it came to pass when David and his men would come to Ziklag on the third day, that the Amalekites had invaded, invaded the south in Ziklag and spent Ziklag and burned it with fire. And it and had taken the women captive that were therein, they slew not any, either great or small, but carried them away and went on. So David and his men came to the city 
and behold, it was burnt with fire, and they wired, they wise, and their sons and their daughters were taken captive. And then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. They cried till they couldn't cry no more. My house burnt down. My children gone. My wife gone. I ain't got nothing to live for. I ain't got nothing. And so they begin to cry. You know when you lose things that's materialistic. And I'm not talking about kids and wife, but I'm talking about materialistic stuff. It hurts. But when you lose your children and a spouse, it hurts even deeper. You don't know if they're dead or alive. At this time, he didn't know that they were dead or alive. The Bible states it and let us know that, that they were alive and nobody was dead in the camp. Let's read on. And, and David's two wives were captive. A Ahinonim, whatever, and uh, the Jerilites, and Abigail, the wife of Nabal, the Carmelite. And David was greatly distressed, for the people spake of stoning him. Which brings us to the second thing. Another fight, but when you're in distress, and when you're at your lowest, and when people... Think that it's your fault. See, this is the burden of a leader. They're responsible for any and every action, whether good or bad. People got businesses. People got uh, churches, especially people got uh, beheads of family. And if things don't go their way, they think and they want to remove. They want to remove the preacher in the ministry. They want to remove the uh, president or the CD, CEO or the founder of the company when things don't be going their way. So they thought of, they, David was distressed. Because the people thought they were stoned. His own family thought of stoning him because of their wives and children. Read, let's read on. And David was greatly distressed for the people spake of stoning him because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his son and his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the law. Look what God, look what David did. He encouraged himself in the Lord. He had the spirit of God from the youth that was helping him. And he began to lean towards God. Listen what he told the man, the young man. And David said to, to Abiathar the priest, Amalek's son, I pray thee, bring me here the ephah. And Abiathar brought that thither the ephah to David. And David began to lean 
on God. See, when we're coming to great loss, and when we suffering, both grieving and, uh, and physically and mentally, uh, uh, we need to sometimes some click in our mind to lean on God. And David inquired at the Lord saying, Shall I pursue this truth? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue, for thou should surely overtake them, and without fail recover all. David began to lean on God, and God, and, and when he required, inquired to him, and, and began to pray and ask God for details and strategy, God told him to pursue. Now. Sometimes we get out there real fast and we don't understand what are we doing and we begin to speed out there because we didn't inquire of the Lord that what we should do. We have this lazy thing that we do and prayer that we do saying, well, if it's the Lord's will, I'll be able to go here and there and do this and that. But David was really leaning on God because he had daughters and sons and wives that he needed to recover. And God told him to pursue. And, he, and when God told him to pursue, he told him he will overtake it. This is God. This is the effect of leaning on God that he would overtake them and without fail recover all. So David went, he and 600 men that were with him, and came to the brook Bethsaw, where those that were left, left behind stayed. But David pursued he and 400 men for 200 abode behind, which were so faint that they could not go over the brook Bethsaw. They couldn't even go. Sometimes you can be so tired of struggling and straining through life. And, and sometimes the enemies will fight you with suicidal thoughts and everything because the struggle be so real. But I declare today, if you begin, if you listen at my voice and you hear these words that's coming out of this book, lean on God and without fail, you can recover all. Inquiring of the Lord. You need to pray about the situation. We had these push shirts out praying till something happened. We have all this good stuff that, that, that can motivate us. But when you the struggle, is very real. Shirts don't work. Talking to sometimes don't work. But the Spirit of God. If you lean on the Spirit, it will work. And I declare that to you today. Many people don't been in hardships, whether mentally or health-wise or even physically. But God, financially I mean, but God, if you begin to lean on it, I declare he will set you free. 
And if I and as I begin to get on with the third fact and when we think that we're sometimes the things that we do we can think that we're outnumbered if you give me a little bit of time just give me a little bit of time before I close we think about the um, three Hebrew boys and as I go down I'm just going to read uh, just a couple of verses of Daniel chapter 3. Daniel chapter 3. Read Daniel chapter 3. Daniel chapter 3. Let's start at the 8th verse. We're talking about leaning on God. When you have accusers accusing you, that's my second thing. When you have accusers accusing you, sorry about that. When you have accusers accusing you for doing something right. And but the the, the king of that time made statues that limit limitate things. Like today you have laws and governs that limitate Christianity in all over the world in certain places. But here at, at Daniel chapter three and we're gonna start at verse eight. And it reads this Daniel chapter three verse eight. Wherefore at the time Certain Chaldeans came near and accused the Jews. They spake and said to the king Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. Thou, O king, hast made a decree and that every man that shall hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, and dulcimer, and all kinds of music shall fall down on and worship the golden image. And whosoever falleth not down and worship and worship that he should be cast in the midst of the burning fiery furnace. There are certain Jews. Somebody listen. When you don't got yourself together, when you're trying to lean on God, you had these people want to go back and say, I knew you wasn't saved. I knew you were going to have a downfall. We are not perfect. We make mistakes. But God is able to deliver us out of that fire. But we have to continue. We have to turn and repent and don't do it again. Let's keep reading. There are certain Jews 
whom that has set over the fair, they were jealous. So they coming to take, they coming to tell on what they was doing. But these two, these three boys had a plan. They had faith. Set over the providence, province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not regarded thee. They serve not thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in his rage and fury, commanded to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Then they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Do not ye serve my gods, nor worship the golden image which I set up? People want you to worship them. Whether it's in the church or in the world, idolizing someone. Not so. These three Hebrew boys going to show you why not. I'm not going to do it. Verse 15. Now if ye be ready that at what time ye hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, dulcimer, and all kinds of music, you fall down and worship the image which I have made well. But if you worship not, you shall be, ca you shall be cast same in the same hour into the midst of the burning fiery furnace and who is that God that should deliver you out of my hands? Oh, he messing up. That's why he made the mistake. That's why he made the mistake. Most people don't even regard God these days. But we lean on God. Because God is our life. And if without him, we had no life. We have no life. So it's necessary that we lean on God. Because people like this are still in the world. Verse 16, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this manner. We we don't even have to answer to you. We don't care. We ain't even careful. We don't even need to answer to you. But we ain't even careful. I'm going to talk to you just like you're not even a king because you don't talk nonsense. Sometimes you have to tell them that way. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thy hand. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy God, nor worship the golden image that thou hast set up. And, I, and if I tell you this, do not yield. Do not stray to the left or right. Press forward. That's going to be trials. There will be tribulation, but in most of all, there will be some, in some deliverance. 
Amen. I don't care if it's the king. We don't care if it's our fathers, our mothers. But do not yield to the ways of sin. Lean on God. You heard the children of Israel. You heard the three boys. You heard what it's saying in this Bible. They did not yield to their sin. I'm not going to bow to you because you got authority. The authority that you have was given to you from above. But let me tell you something. Even if God decides not to deliver us out of your hand, I know he is able. And they was leaning. Look at the faith that they had. We don't care about you throwing us in the fire. I refuse to yield and serve your God. I have faith in the God and Lord of hosts of the armies of Israel. I'm leaning towards Jesus. I'm leaning on God. Let's keep going. In my closing, we're going to talk about a prophet. And sometimes we can get a, we can get ourselves in trouble, or uh, 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 sometimes we could be, I would say, unlearned, and our eyes have to be open, and sometimes when our eyes are closed, we can't see the things that we need to see, therefore our faith is low because we can't see and faith is substance that you can't see. And when you're waiting and walking in substance that you can't see, that is faith. Because you can't see it, but you know it's there. And as I go to 2 Kings, and I'm going to close with this verse. When trouble is all around you. When they saying that this and that uh, about your health, they saying this and that about your job and financial thing, they saying this and that about your children, trouble all around you, and they think they got you outnumbered. Satan think he got you outnumbered with all these things, thinking you gonna yield. But the children, children of uh, the three Hebrew boys said, "I refuse to go down." Regardless of what you're going to do. In closing, we're going to go to 2 Kings chapter 6. And I'm going to close it with this. Verse 15. Start at verse 15. This is when Elisha and the armies, they had gotten mad at Elisha, the the Lord of that time, or king or whatever, was mad at him because there was a, a famine there and, and they believed it was all because of Elijah's fault. But sin bringing forth a famine. If you're missing love, if you're missing financial things, if you miss, sin is sometimes somewhere in the midst. Something is going on 
where you didn't do nothing or you did something that you shouldn't have did. But this, the, the man of God, had something to say. And verse 15 says this. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, a, a host compassed the city, both with horses, chariots, and his servant said unto him, At last, my, my master, how shall we do? In other words, we do. A whole army sent for one person. Two count the servant. I don't know how many servants that he had. And, and when you think you're outnumbered and thinking this and saying think he got you bound uh, and think you got you down, uh, you can repeat these words, but you need to have your eyes open. You need, in verse 16, says this. And he answered, fear not. They that be with us are more than they that be with them. I'm closing right there. For they that be with us, for the old host of the angels of heaven, for the Spirit of God, the Lord Jesus Christ, for us leaning on him, fear not. For greater is he that is in me than them and him that's in the world. For he, if we lean on God, for they that be with us is greater than they that be with them. And I would end it with that. Remember, folks, lean on God. Lean on God. Lean on, lean on God's help. Lean on God's power. Amen. We don't have nothing without God. If we don't lean on Him, we surely will fall. And with that being said, God loves you. The resurrected church loves you. And we thank y'all for tuning in. We give God praise for every individual that tune in. Because without leaning on God, we would not be here. It's never easy. But when you have faith, it can take some of the stress away. Because you believe and you're leaning on God to do that which you need. And here at the Resurrected Church, we lean in heavy on God. It's like you don't really have a choice. When you don't have this, but you need that, you got to lean. When something wrong, health-wise, and you know doctor's medicine Ain't no, ain't doing you no good. We have to lean. Most of the stress be coming from financial and health and mental problems. If we lean on God, 
We can rest. We can take that yoke of yoke and learn of him. He, you know, his burden is light. We let him do all he carrying the load. Matter of fact, he carrying us. And when he died on the cross, he took the burden of all our sins, both past and future, with him on the cross. And said, forgive them when we don't know what we're doing. We still be sinning sometimes. But God, Abel, if we repent and, and turn and lean on God, we will be okay in Jesus' name. May y'all be blessed and lean on God. Amen. Mm -hmm.